Welcome to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast with your host, Jim Robinson. Hello, and welcome back to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Robinson. As we're evaluating fields and plots here in mid-September, farmers and seedsmen alike begin to notice things in fields that can cause us to pause. One question we generally hear in mid-September is, why are some of my plants dying early? Is it the refuge component? Will these dying plants hurt my yields? So before we get into all these questions, first of all, what is going on with these dead plants? And so that that second question of, is this the refuge component, is really the first major question we get from a lot of farmers about this. Are these random plants dying in the field the refuge? I think your refuge component might be a lot earlier than the primary component in that bag. And so generally this is not the case because when we pick out a refuge component to go into an easy refuge uh, hybrid where we have 95% of the primary component and 5% of the refuge, what we typically do is look for hybrids that will be of similar maturity, similar height, and similar stay green as the primary component. And as often as possible, we'll actually take the exact same hybrid with all the traits on it, but with just the glyphosate and liberty resistance and use that as the secondary component. So it'll be the same identical genetic chassis for the refuge component and the primary component. So they behave the same. You can manage them the same and they look the same. So those dead plants aren't necessarily the refuge component, but what are they? Generally speaking, when we look at these plants, what we find is that these plants seem to be dying at random and are the victims of stock and crown rots. Oftentimes, these plants will have a ghosting out appearance where they aren't undergoing the typical senescence form where we see reaching physiological maturity where they turn that generally tan brown color, look fairly attractive throughout the field. These plants that are dying randomly actually seem to have a gray-blue hue in appearance. So they have that ghosting out appearance. They look like they're kind of choked out. And that's actually what's happening with these plants because that gray-blue hue is an indicator that the plant actually choked itself to death and wasn't able to transport water or other nutrients from the root system to the rest of the plant. So in seed, we typically call this phenomenon early death or premature death, or some people call it PMD, premature death. So what causes early death in corn? If you were to take one of these dead plants dig it out of the ground, and then split the stalk and the crown of these plants halfway through, what you'll find is that these plants underwent early death because of a form of crown or stalk rot. So often you'll see a discoloration in the crown or the stalk and or a shredded appearance of the pith at the internodes. These would be that vasculature in the plant that moves nutrients up and down the plant and water up and down the plant. And you'll see those kind of in that shredded appearance. There are a couple of pathogenic fungi that can actually cause this, these stock rots and crown rots within corn and are often associated with early or premature death. First of all, and actually the major one that causes a lot of this is fusarium. Fusarium will typically cause stock lodging or root lodging in in corn through uh, uh, basically eating up and blocking the vasculature of the plant. And you can recognize it through a little bit of a pink discoloration uh, that can you can sometimes see in that vasculature. Gibberella, which would be related to fusarium, is a little bit easier to identify in that it'll be a darker pink, almost a red hue to that vasculature. And so it'll also cause similar phenotypes and similar stock lodging and root lodging as fusarium. Another one that's really easy to recognize would be anthracnose stock rot. So anthracnose is really easy to identify in two ways. 
first of all, if you're just walking through the field, you may recognize it from top dieback. So you can start up to four weeks after pollination. You may see the tassels, the flag leaf, and maybe a couple of leaves down from the flag leaf starting to die early in that plant. And that's a really good indication that top dieback is occurring, which means that essentially the vasculature at some point in the plant gets cut off, and so everything above that point starts to die. Affected stocks from anthracnose-infected plants will typically start to get a dark black uh, blackening of the stock and rind that will for eventually form blotches that, uh, as the season progresses that becomes more and more recognizable, so you actually have this black look to the stocks themselves. There are a couple of other less common fungal crown and stock diseases, such as charcoal rot, that can also cause early death in corn. Those won't be as common, but they are certainly out there and do cause additional disease. Most frequently, early death occurs when saturated conditions exist shortly after pollination. And usually this is because after pollination, you have the full canopy developed. And what you do is you end up trapping humidity underneath, beneath that canopy. And the high temperatures that are associated with that time of year will be really favorable to the growth of these fungi. So as we get into later and later in the year, that fungi progresses through the plant and continues to block up vasculature, and it actually causes the plants themselves to die. And now that we're in September, you can really see the telltale signs that that occurred, that there was a saturated condition shortly after pollination. Because if you look down at the ground, you may see some red-green algae on the, on the soil surface that would be indicative of high humidity levels and good overall high temperatures that are really favorable to both the moss and algae as well as those pathogens to grow. Early death is actually mostly associated, but not exclusively associated, with corn on corn fields. Since in corn on corn fields you have additional disease pressure because there's additional residue from last year's crop that may be carrying and, and bearing that fungal, uh, the fungal spores and disease, as well as increased insect pressure. So as you're in the, uh, beneath the soil surface, Corn rootworm and other insects can feed on the roots and actually create openings in that root tissue, which will then orient the fungi themselves toward the root tissue and cause infection within the plants themselves, thus increasing the pressure overall in that plant with additional inoculum and additional entry points in the plant for the inoculum to get into. So if you want to know more about individual diseases, how they get into the plant and how they might overall uh, impact the plant, we do have a really good stock rot agronomy tip sheet on the robseco.com website. But before we go into that too much, I really wanted to talk about the big question we get is, will these early dead plants impact my yields? In short, yes, they will. There, there's almost no circumstance in which these early death plants will yield as much or more as the living plants that may be right beside them. But the long answer to it is yes, but a number of factors will dictate how much it will impact your yields. There are typically two forms of yield loss that you can get from early death. The first is a reduction in year and kernel size through nutrient and water transport inhibition through the stock rot. The other is field loss due to lodging. So first of all, with the reduced reduction in nutrient and water transport, it will depend a lot on the severity and timing of the infection combined with the tolerance of the hybrid. So how well can that hybrid fight off that disease as it progresses in the plant? So nutrient and water transport can be impaired during peak starch accumulation time. And if, it, that's, the, if that's what happens, then the result will be much smaller, more shriveled kernels that weigh less than those of unaffected plants. Early and severe con, uh, infection 
and conditions promoting the disease can result in earlier death and even greater yield losses yet. Now, on the other hand, losses due to lodging in the field can actually be much, much more severe because none of that grain makes it into the combine if the plant falls down and the ear ends up on the ground because that would be 100% yield loss instead of a 20, 30, 40% yield loss for that particular plant. So you have to be really careful as you're looking at these fields and identifying uh, what you need to harvest first. And we'll actually get into that in our next section on how can early death be managed. So you can manage early death to a degree in your fields, mostly through looking at hybrid selection, fungal application, and scouting. So starting first with hybrid selection, this is obviously going to occur well before planting. Hybrids do show differences in susceptibility to early death and the fungal pathogens that cause that early disease. Many of these hybrids will actually have specific ratings for fusarium, anthracnose, etc., but they are really difficult to rate. If you're out evaluating plots, research plots are, you know, you don't always get a uniform look at, at fusarium across the field. Sometimes it's not until year two or year three of a hybrid's launch until you really get a good sense of fusarium and anthracnose tolerance of a specific hybrid. But in the absence of having these ratings, one thing that you can look at is the root and stock strength ratings of a particular hybrid. Since root and stock strength will generally correlate with the overall susceptibility of these plants to the fungal disease. And in other cases, you can actually even look at corn-on-corn yield retention ratings as a partial correlate of early death in these plants. Since in corn-on-corn fields, you have a higher proportion or higher pressure of early death from these fungal diseases, hybrids that are more susceptible will show it more and therefore lose more yield in corn-on-corn situations versus corn-on-bean situations. And so our corn-on-corn yield retention rating is actually a function of early death to a degree in these fields. Now, fungicide application, everybody always wants to know, can I cure this with fungicide? The answer is no, you cannot cure these diseases with fungicide. However, if you apply fungicide at flowering time, it won't necessarily reduce the fungal infection in the stock or the crown itself, but it can provide enough protection from other foliar diseases that would allow the plant to allocate resources and energy to fight the stock, root, or crown rot and prolong overall plant health, thus providing a greater window for that plant to transport nutrients and water into the ear and provide better overall standability later in the season. Now, the final management technique that can be used for early death in corn would actually be scouting itself. And this is really more of a mitigation factor. So as everybody should do, you should always scout your fields prior to harvest. And if you notice early death occurring in in those plants, what you should first do is perform a pinch test. So starting a little bit below the ear nodes, start pinching the nodes on down until you get right before the brace roots above the ground and pinch by squeezing kind of hard on the, on the actual stock of each plant. And if you pinch and the, the stock itself collapses under the pinch, that means that you probably have a pretty weak stock there, and that's going to be a plant that will likely lodge in a, under a wind event. You can confirm this by digging the plants out of the ground and splitting it to look for stock and crown rot for visual confirmation, but generally they're highly correlated. And as you look at these fields, if you find a field with 10% or more of early death or uh, pinch tense plants that, that actually pinch under pressure, 
then I would prioritize that field for early harvest based on that lodging potential. Otherwise, you could lose a significant amount of yield to that lodging loss or field loss. Now, if we'd summarize as a whole, you know, thinking about these fields as you're driving down the road, you can actually see quite a bit of this from the road. You know, as I'm driving on the way to record this podcast here, you drive by a few cornfields and you see a few blue-gray-hued uh, plants out in the field, and you know that those are plants that underwent early death. And so, you know, these are not refuge plants. These are plants that are actually dying from fungal organisms such as Fusarium, Gibberella, or Anthracnose. And these are most likely due to some of the wetter temperatures that we had after canopy that would really promote uh, the fungal growth and with enough heat and humidity really allowed it to persist throughout the plant. This will eventually hurt yield if, if it's allowed to persist long, to the point where stock lodging occurs, but you can also actually get some yield loss due to shriveling and shrinking of the kernels themselves. Now, hybrid selection, fungal application, and scouting are going to be your best measures of managing this overall, but you know, in the end, what you really have to do is, is manage the collection of how much pressure am I likely to get, what hybrid did I select, can I spray it with fungicide to keep it healthier longer, and then timely harvest will be your biggest control measure against the early death overall. So with that, make sure you tune in on the 1st and 15th of every month for new episodes, and until then, stay field ready. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. Join us next time to be field ready. A Huda Media Production.